Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. In St. Louis County, it's currently illegal to be a vagrant, and the county defines that in a really old-fashioned way. Under its ordinance, it's illegal to be a person with, without, quote, visible means of support who may be loitering around houses of ill fame, gambling houses, or places where liquor is sold or drunk. Or to be a person, quote, tramping or wandering around from place to place without any visible means of support. Or to be, quote, an able-bodied man who shall neglect or refuse to provide for the support of his family. That might sound comical, but for one St. Louis County man, those ordinances have had serious consequences. Robert Fernandez has been cited numerous times for vagrancy, and his legal troubles could lead to big changes in St. Louis County. So today, Beavis Shock is here to talk to us about it. He's the lawyer for Robert Fernandez, and he has a private practice in Clayton. So Beavis Shock, welcome to the program. Thanks, Sarah. So according to your lawsuit, Robert Fernandez has been cited 39 times for solicitation and vagrancy by St. Louis County in just the last two years alone. What is he doing that has officers just coming after him time and again? Robert is a homeless person. Uh, He has no visible means of support. That is true. Uh, I think I know where he lives, Uh, sometimes inside, sometimes outside. I won't disclose that. Uh, He goes to a intersection where it's 55 northbound, where it comes into Lindbergh, and he stands there with a sign that says, homeless, anything helps, God bless, has a little religious-looking cross uh, on his sign, and people give him money. Interestingly, he says he gets does much better by those Jefferson County people coming into work hmm. than the St. Louis City people uh, going, going south in the mornings. Um, I guess they're more compassionate. Uh, he... Uh, takes gets whatever he gets from people he puts in his pocket and that's how he survives he does have a lady in his life um she i've met her she's very nice and i think he helps support her um and and his he's poor he's very poor and do the police allege that he's ever been aggressive with people or trying to block these cars never uh, never block cars, no aggressive begging he kind of walks along down the sidewalk there hoping somebody will catch his eye, make a gesture, and then he puts a foot into the street to take the money. That's kind of an interesting legal issue. And and they give him money, and then he takes the bus back to where he is, where he lives. Now, you've said in your brief that the Missouri Supreme Court has weighed in on similar ordinances in other municipalities. What have they said about these kind of ordinances being used to charge your client? Well, it's, it's more the federal courts, and there's no question in the law for many, many decades that a person doesn't have to have a visible means of support, that you can be doing nothing. Now, let's look at some of the things that the law does allow. The law allows an ordinance against aggressive begging, somebody touching somebody or getting right, sort of the term commonly, in their face. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it would, that, you can't do that. And, and that seems fair. Nobody yeah. wants that. And, and these people, believe me, the last thing they want is to get arrested, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, there is, there, there is an ordinance that they could pass that would control a lot of the problems. One of the things that came up in some of these council meetings was standing in front of businesses. Well, if, let's say you own a shoe store in a shopping mall, uh, one of those strip centers. You don't want some guy standing there all the time. You move along. Mm-hmm. But oftentimes that's private property. Um, and, but sometimes it's not. But if somebody's blocking an entrance in any way, now this comes up hugely in the uh, on on uh, the in where the abortion clinic is, mm-hmm. and there are a million rules and how far they can stand and what they can say, and, and there's a lot of limits. And basically, you got to be polite. 
That's the bottom line. And you're saying your client is polite. He's got this sign that he's holding. Is there a First Amendment issue here? Absolutely. Uh, well, there's a moral issue and there's a First Amendment issue. The moral issue is that throughout history, there have been poor people. I mean, read the Bible, read the, 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 the great historians of early classical times. There have always been people who just won't do what most of the listeners do, which is kind of go to work, get some income, get a place to live, go there every night, have some loved ones who are there, and live what we would call a normal life. There are people who won't do that. All these do-gooders around, let me help you, let me help you, let me help you. Most of these people don't want to get help. Mm -hmm. They just want to be left alone. I don't know why they want to live that way, but that's their choice. They are a human being with individual control over their own life. On the legal side, it, there are a million cases that say a person can ask other people for money. It's just part of free speech. You say, would you please give me some money? Or in Robert's case, you don't even talk to him. He's got a sign. He I'm waits for them to wave him waits over. Waits for them to wave him over. You bet. So, as you say, this has gotten the county's attention at this point. You filed this lawsuit last year? Yeah, I'm pretty early in the year. We've been at it quite a while. Okay. And I believe, did the judge, he issued some sort of injunction here? Oh, this vagrancy ordinance that you read is not being enforced right now because Judge Limbaugh said n not to. It's a preliminary order. We are set for trial in April. We'll be asking for damages for Robert, who's been arrested. Now, his arrests uh, have not been for vagrancy. It's been for what's called soliciting, which is when you... That, that's the asking for money with the sign, which is a little different than the vagrancy. The, of course, the great thing about the vagrancy is it's every able-bodied man who shall neglect or refuse to provide for the support of his family. So we got some lucky dude who marries a rich heiress. He's, he's a vagrant. No, yeah. he, oh, he's, he's a vagrant. Yeah, he's, he's not gonna, providing. Yeah. Yeah, he's playing golf every day and <laughs> hanging around with his buddies, getting drunk at night and stuff, having a blast. But he's not providing for the support of his family. His wife's inheritance is. <laughs> hey, that's a, that's a good scam if you can get yeah. it. It's also, there's a little bit of an equal protection problem because... Uh, it's just for a man. Just for right? men, yeah. <laughs> we women can just loaf all we want. You can loaf all you want, Fine Sarah. by me. But so you've gotten this. The judge has basically said uh, St. Louis County can't continue to cite people under this ordinance while this lawsuit is ongoing. Is that correct? Yeah, and he'll probably make that preliminary injunction permanent when we get to the trial. Okay. I expect. I mean, he doesn't have to. He's, he's a judge. He can do what he wants. But Well, so the county counselor, um, she told St. Louis Public Radio reporter Julie O'Donohue that she can't comment on any of this because it's pending litigation. But she does appear to be working to try to change the ordinance. And O'Donohue reports that staff attorneys told the county council that these ordinances currently on the books might well be unconstitutional, have to be updated. She's not saying it's related to your lawsuit. It's got to be related to your lawsuit. This, this, These ordinances have been on the books for years. Let me, let me tell you one thing that happened. Uh, I work with Hugh Eastwood on these cases. My co-counsel is a great guy, well-respected attorney in St. Louis. So we got the case, and we filed uh, what's called an entry of appearance in his 38 citations in the South County Municipal Court, which is sort of a, a little baby court run by the county. And the very next day, the county councilor dismissed all 38 cases. That's some interesting timing. Yeah, we thought maybe those were related events, although she wrote an email assuring us that there was no connection. 
I love it when lawyers do that. And we're talking today to Attorney Beavis Shock about his clients' problems with the county's um, vagrancy ordinances as well as also their soliciting ordinances. Now, Council President Lisa Clancy initially said she wanted to see this thing repealed entirely. Councilman Ernie Trakas has argued the county shouldn't throw out the baby with the bathwater. And last night, St. Louis County police officers came to the county council meeting, and they argued that these vagrancy ordinances are a really valuable tool for them, and they'd like to see some modification of this stay on the books. They said one reason they like this ordinance is they don't need a victim to swear out a complaint. The case can proceed even if somebody's not willing to come to court and complain about somebody like your client. They also said there was a lot of panhandling in the Lima area of South St. Louis County. They said this is complaint-driven. They don't go seeking these people out. That people are calling because they're being harassed or bothered by people like your client. What would you say to that? Well, let's try to put these people who are doing this begging into two groups. They're the passive people. They're maybe three groups. They're the totally passive people. That's where my client would be. They're the people who maybe uh, are sitting down busking. Now, busking is when somebody plays music like a guitar or a drum set or something and tries to get people to give him money. And then there are the people who do this aggressive begging. Uh, I suspect that a complaint about aggressive begging is a pretty fair complaint. Mm -hmm. I think a law can be written to stop that and would be enforced properly and because people shouldn't have to be deal with people getting very close to them that sort of thing but i feel a little differently about the uh the people in group two uh people who are overtly asking hey would you give me some money Mm -hmm. that is free speech it's what the person elects to do a lot of these complainants they just don't want those people around but think about what that means as a society those people are going to be around. We're always going to have the poor with us. It's never going to change. A lot of these people have addiction issues. Uh, again, they don't want to be arrested because they don't want to go through withdrawal in jail. That's why they oftentimes, you see them with their head down very low, making sure they're not aggressive. Uh, but And I understand if you, your kid's walking to school and you really don't want them walking past some homeless encampment, you feel like they might grab your kid, uh, that's a legitimate worry, but... I mean, it's probably not going to happen, it's but sure. Gonna, well, I mean, well, parents no. do worry. They do worry, and, and, and they should worry, and, that, and that's normal. Um, I mean, one of the things is we live in this world where if a child walks down to the creek, we think the child's going to get eaten by an alligator, but there are no alligators in Missouri. So it's kind of silly. Uh, uh, and these kids need to learn it by 10 years old to say, hey, get out of here, don't bother me. Um, but... So, but I understand the complaints, but, but the politics is sort of interesting because the surely if you're a politician, you want to get elected, you, and your people say, hey, I'm tired of these homeless people being around, you want to say, hey, let's get rid of the homeless people, but you, but because that's what the public wants to hear and they vote. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, if we think about it from a more of a compassionate point of view, we think about it about the rights under the Constitution, we can't do too much about it. Now, an interesting thing is the, is the sleeping. Now, in California, there's no rules against staying overnight wherever you want to stay. They have these tent cities. I haven't been out there and seen all this. Lately, I have but, seen this. There are massive encampments on the sidewalks of, and, of residential neighborhoods. And, 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 and let me tell you, I don't want those people in front of my house. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, but um, I think it's, it would be constitutional to say that you got to be off the sidewalk by 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, and then you get into the question of, well, 
I'm just walking home from my job. My shift ended at 11. Right. I'm walking home Can't to my I house. Can't I walk home? Of course. Uh, so that gets a little tricky. I mean, you can certainly say no tents or something. Um, but if, what, if, what if there's some guy just kind of lying on the sidewalk? I mean, in Moscow, in cold winter mornings, they just go and pick up the corpses, all the frozen people who died all night. Yeah, I mean, that's a, a very yeah. dark answer. Yeah. But yeah, there, I mean, there really are some, there's some First Amendment issues and, and there's some issues of, of criminalizing poverty. Um, just in our last minute here, I did want to ask you, you did file this lawsuit last year. Has anything changed for your clients since then? Well, he, he's actually been arrested more. Mm-hmm. And I've been telling the county prosecutor people, I say, hey, lay off this guy. And the more I tell them to lay off, the more they arrest him. Do you think they're angry about the lawsuit? Well, What's going on here? Of course they are. They, we are suing City Hall. We are challenging the status quo. And those cops do not like to be challenged. And we shall see what the federal judge says. I think this whole case is very interesting. So, Attorney Viva Shock, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Sarah. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.